Have you ever wondered if you have what it takes to live your life without social media? Well, you're not the only one, which is why I decided to take the knowledge from my eight plus years living without social media, plus the knowledge of those of you who are doing this right here, right now. And I've created a quiz for you to better gain some understanding around if you have what it takes to live your life without social media. It'll take just a couple of minutes and I've left the link for you to take this quiz in the show notes to this episode. Hello there, it's Carly Burt, and you are listening to Taking Life Offline. Thank you for being here today, tuning in to another episode. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have been off of social media for over eight years now, and it's really crazy to say eight years because it's crazy how quickly time flies. I remember sitting down and filming one of my very first videos for YouTube and the title was why I left Instagram or why I deleted Instagram three years ago and haven't looked back. So that was five years ago and it's wild because it seriously feels like I just sat down to film that video. I can remember filming that video because I actually filmed it a couple of times before I ended up liking what the outcome was. So anyway, crazy how fast time flies. And in celebration of it being just over eight years that I've been off of Instagram, I thought I'd share eight things I've learned from being offline for eight years. So here we go. First thing that I've learned is that life slows down a bit. It's kind of like when you drive from the city to the suburbs or the countryside, and the further you get from the city, you start to feel like you can take deeper breaths, life just feels slower when you're not right in the center of it all. That is very much how I feel being offline. I'm only here in my town, in the state that I live in, in the country that I live in. I'm seeing what's going on in my neighborhood, in my community, and the places that I frequent. So it feels slower paced. Not constantly being caught up in what's going on all over the country or all over the world at any given moment. This is actually one of my favorite things about being offline. Life just seems to be getting faster and faster and faster each year anyway. So being offline helps me slow that down. Why would I want to speed up any quicker than it's going, especially after having kids now, seeing them grow month by month. And over the past couple of years, it really feels like time is just flying so incredibly fast. So I'm gonna do everything I can to slow it down and being offline really helps me do that. Even if it's just a little bit, that's worth it to me. Number two, you don't have as many friends as you might think. This is something that I have definitely learned. Sure, you have 673 Facebook friends and 324 Instagram followers, but how many of those people are actually your friends? People you talk to on a regular basis, face-to-face -face or over the phone. People who know about your life and know you offline. And guess what? It's nice to have a smaller circle. It's refreshing to know that these people who don't really know me and I don't really know them aren't having eyes on my family and I and whatever they decide to post today can affect my mood and offset my day. I found that because I have a handful of friends, I spend more time on those relationships and you really find out who your true friends are. This has made for stronger, more intentional, and more enjoyable relationships. 
being offline has also made it so I don't hold on to relationships that are no longer serving me and vice versa. I've really been forced to hone in on and really take the time to find the people who add to my life rather than take away from it. And that is super important to me. All right, third thing that I've learned in my eight years being offline is that when people find out you don't have social media, they get a little weird. (laughs) And I wish this was not the response because I feel like it's kind of affected some of my relationships and my friendships. And that is actually kind of an indicator to me that maybe this isn't a friendship that I should continue to put that much effort into if this thing makes them weird around me. So anyway, they usually kind of admit they shouldn't be online, but they still are anyway. A lot of people will say that or they will be like, oh good, that's amazing for you. You know, I shouldn't be on either. I waste so much time on there just scrolling or I get caught up in comparison a lot, you know, fill in the blank with whatever it is that they personally might struggle with. And it's always interesting to me and I let them finish out what they have to say. I don't try to push my agenda on them at all. I don't really say much more about it, honestly, unless they ask. So I hope that this response changes someday. I hope more people can wake up and see what really matters and be courageous enough to do the hard thing that they know is best for them, which maybe is leaving. I hope it becomes more of a normal thing to hear and you're not so caught off guard, you know, like a shock to your system when you hear that someone is not on social media. And I honestly feel like in my interactions, people are like kind of bummed that you don't have social media because you know if it's someone new that you meet, they want to stalk you and find your profile and kind of get to know you through that way. So when they hear that you don't have social media, they're like, oh, how am I supposed to like kind of get a feel for this person without being able to stalk what they post online? And half the time when people respond to me, when they hear it on social media, when they respond with like a, oh yeah, I shouldn't be either, or that's the type of response, it almost feels like they are saying what they think I would want to hear, you know, like, cause I catch them off guard and it's like, they just want to relate in some way. I don't know, but that is usually their response. People just get a little weird when they find out, you know, how social media, and I hope that it becomes more of a norm to hear that people aren't on social media. And I hope to be part of the reason for this major shift. Fourth thing I've learned being offline is that it's okay to be bored. It's all right not to have something to look at or content to consume when you have a spare minute. Being bored has also helped me to slow down the time and to learn to be okay with the silence. Being a mom of two, I honestly don't get a whole lot of time to feel bored. Spare minutes are very far few and in between these days when you're busy with two adorable children. So I don't have a ton of free time to feel bored. But when I do have the chance, I don't feel the urge to try to connect with the world. I'm okay to just be where I am here and now. All right, the fifth thing that I've learned is that I really haven't missed anything. I haven't missed a thing. If anything, I've experienced and seen way more being in line with my own life and not everyone else's. This one is huge for me. I've been offline long enough to realize that the things online that you feel like you need to be a part of, but you really don't, they eventually fade away and are replaced by the important things in your life. Things that actually matter and pertain to you, make a difference in your life. This one's big because often people feel like they're going to miss out not being on social media. And I've heard more times than I can recall from people that 
take a little hiatus or take a little break from social media, whether it be a day or two or a week or a month or a year, and then they decide to go back. I often hear, I was so worried that I was gonna miss out on something. And then when I got back on and I even scrolled back all the way to the day that I had left to try to catch up, I realized that I, I didn't miss a thing. I, nothing important happened while I was gone. And I'm always so excited when I hear that response because it's true. Really, if you give yourself the chance to experience that and you take a little test go at this offline thing and you give it a couple of days, give it a week, you give it a month and you go back, you will realize that really you didn't miss a thing that changed your life. You didn't miss a thing that was really important. You most likely didn't miss a thing that actually matters. Number six, you have more free time than you might think. The pockets of time that you would spend online actually do add up pretty quickly. Whether it's 10 minutes here and there, the time adds up. So if you think there isn't time to work on certain hobbies or projects or write in a journal or whatever it is. And when you use these small pockets of time more wisely and you get used to choosing that over choosing the scroll or choosing whatever the default is, you honestly feel so much better after those 10 minutes well spent than you would have with those 10 minutes spent wasted online or being put in a negative headspace due to something that's totally out of your control that you saw on social. And this is something that I really have been taking advantage of right now because with starting this podcast, I've been trying to maximize every spare minute that I have in my day because I'm super busy with these two little girls that I'm raising up. They're my number one priority. So when their naps overlap in the middle of the day, I hurry and sit down with my lunch and I eat my food and I write out episodes or at least jot down ideas so that when I have more time, I can revisit that thought that I was working on earlier. I've been able to get quite a bit done with these small pockets of time that I do get each day. I'm actually pretty impressed with what I've been able to get done with these really small chunks of time. Therefore, continuing to prove to myself that I do have more free time than I think. Number seven, I am more confident and more sure of myself and my decisions. No unnecessary influence or pressure based off of what everyone online seems to be doing and figuring out who I am and what I stand for and what I want to give to the world. This is huge. I think I've said that with every single one. This is huge. All these things are huge for me and have really shaped the way my life is today. But this one is huge in a sea of samesies online. It can be really hard to feel confident with being you without blending in with everyone else. It can be hard to form your own opinions and become the person you really want to be when you're online. The influence and the pressure that can come from being online is super strong. It's really crazy to me that so many people are just in so far deep that they don't even see it anymore. Their normal is just to conform and to become what everyone else online is becoming. So being offline, it allows you the space and the mental clarity to become more confident in yourself and your decisions, including the decision that you make to go offline and to figure out who you really are, your desires for your life and who you're wanting to become. There are trends and there are all sorts of things that go on online that I don't get caught up in because I simply just don't know about them because I'm offline because they aren't available to see with my eyes and to consume and to be influenced by. 
And I'm actually really grateful for that. I am grateful for the space that I've created for myself to really be me without feeling like I should be like everyone else or without feeling like I'm so different and like maybe I'm not good enough because what I'm doing or what my life looks like doesn't look like so-and-so online. Last and final thing that I'm going to share today that I've learned being offline for over eight years is that it gets so much better. You just got to give it time like a fine wine. It gets better with time. You might not feel like being offline is the best thing you've done right now, right off the bat. It takes several weeks or months or however long that period of time might be for you, but I promise you, you'll get there with consistency and with grit to see your decision through. You can stick it out and make the adjustments and replace the time you spent online with something so much better. Life on the other side is so much sunnier. It's so much happier, so much more fulfilling. It's simpler. It's more peaceful if you fill it with the right things. So those were eight things I've learned being offline for over eight years. And I hope that hearing these things inspires you to want to seek after one or some or all of these things. Like I talked about before, it takes personal work and honesty with yourself to successfully be able to go offline. I have no doubt in my mind that you are capable of doing it. I'm definitely not an exception. I was a 20 year old, newly married, just wanting the best for my life and for those I love. And here I am, eight years later, still happily married with two beautiful baby girls who I want nothing more than to teach and to be an example of the path less traveled and why it's the way to a more peaceful, fulfilling, simple, yet large life. So if you've ever doubted your ability to leave social media for good, regardless of how many failed attempts you may have under your belt, I encourage you to remember a time you did something super hard, something super uncomfortable that you made it out on the other side of, and you were okay, and maybe even better off. If you can't think of anything, listen to my last episode about long-term perspective, but surely you've done hard things. You've got this. Don't shy away from the thing that scares you. Move boldly toward it with confidence in your ability to make positive change and do hard things. Like I said, if I can do it, so can you. I'm not the exception, but I'm here to encourage you from the other side of the fence to keep climbing, keep putting one foot in front of the other because you're closer to the other side than you think. All right, it's time for our challenge to take action on today. I challenge you to ask yourself and answer, what's one habit or behavior I can stop doing now that will get me closer to the person I'm wanting to be? That is an important question to ask and answer because at the end of the week, month, year, at the end of your life, you wish you did the hard thing now so that you can set your future self up for more pleasure peace for more joy. So I want to share with you how I answered this question because I'm right here along with you doing these same things. I feel like lately I've been irritated by my interactions with people as I'm out running errands or getting a pedicure specifically a few weeks ago. I had an experience that was actually really kind of frustrating and irritating (laughs) at the nail salon. So when I left, I went back to my parents' house to pick up my girls And, you know, 
my mom's like, oh, how did it go? And of course I proceeded to tell her all the details about the frustrating experience that I had at the nail salon and the specifics of it and how I felt just so irritated with the tech who was doing my pedicure. And I honestly do not think that it's bad to talk about your experiences or to express, you know, the way you feel about something. But for me, especially when I'm talking to my mom, I feel like I lead with a lot of negativity. And partly I feel like that might be because she is my mom. So I just tell her the way I really feel about things. And I just don't want to be a negative person. I don't want to lead with negativity. I think it's okay for me to tell her about my frustrating experience, but not to let, not to live there, not to linger and stay in it for very long, just to get it off my chest and then move forward. Especially when I'm around my kids, because I don't want them to remember their mom, me, as someone who is always speaking about the negative interactions and experiences of the day. So there's mine. <laughs> There is the thing that I want to stop doing is leading a conversation with negativity so that I can be remembered and viewed as a positive person because that's what I'm trying to do, but I know that I'm lacking and that is one thing that I know for sure needs to change. Now, I'd love to hear what your answer to this question would be. So as you take a few minutes to answer, you might as well send it over to me. My email is carly at carlyburr.com. I'd love to hear what you're going to work on, what habit or behavior you're going to stop doing in order to get closer to the person that you're wanting to become. And I'd love for you to share it with me because I think it'd be fun to share these things in a future episode to show each other that we're not the only ones who have things to work on, that we are trying our best and calling out ourselves for the changes that we want to see because it's not going to happen unless we take the action and first off recognize what needs to change. So send it on over. I can't wait to hear from you. Again, my email is carly at carlyburr.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed hearing eight things I learned in eight years of being offline. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave an honest review that helps me out with more people being able to find us on this path less traveled. So thank you so much in advance. I appreciate it immensely. And I will catch you next Monday. Bye.